0: Right and greetings from MoMA PS1. It's a very weird name, though. No? Yeah, ish. Yeah, public school one. Ah. Public school. Actually, like public school number one. That's a public announcement here. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Much like public enemy. <laughs> a little different. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and like? just tell about briefly about what you are about in your money-making life um, my name is Leia Monatouil I'm an artist
1: and a performer and a curator and a producer um, I have a uh, organization called dance elixir which is based in Oakland California we have a venue called Temescal Art Center it's also based in Oakland California and I also manage a platform called Arab AMP. And AMP stands for Art, Music, Performance, Activations. And um, it's a platform to produce the work of Arab experimentalists working in live art. So. I do these three things, four things, five things, Um, and through all of those things, I somehow make a living. (laughs) Combined. Combined. (laughs) Combined. Depending on the event and the situation, it sways more towards art making and performance, or it sways more towards community programming, or it sways more towards my curatorial projects.
0: Depending on what time of the year you ask me. (laughs) and do people ask you like what are you most focused on or that they just consider everything as being a combined side hustle bundle it's a bit of a combined
1: bundle mm. um for sure because all of those things um overlap in their founding um, so i you know i've been an artist my whole life and through that I got involved in a studio, and through that I learned how to direct a nonprofit, so that I could have a platform to produce my own work. And then through that I figured out how to produce other people's work. So it really is sort of like overlapping weave of um, skills and practices and ideas and philosophies that play out either in my own personal performance work or they play out through the programming Mm. so it is it it, but it does overlap
0: entirely entirely yeah and seems to be that it's pretty much from one thing that you go to another and then it develops it wasn't like there was no planning involved if i understand correctly um it
1: evolved organically in in a way that i didn't know that i would be i um, 21 years into uh, venue management <laughs> you know I at the time that I didn't um, intend to uh, 10 years ago launch a platform to produce the work of others um, outside of my collaborators my direct collaborators so these things weren't intended maybe 10 years ago or 20 years ago but they evolved out of just my pure interests um, so in a way they they happen in this organic fashion but also in a way that they're all a result of a lifetime in the arts you know all of these practices that i have um present themselves because i'm on the ground doing things as an artist and i see what we need as artists and i see where we're um where there's um, gaps in the field or needs and um and curiosities this is my research, you know. So my research into Arab experimentalism informs my own work, obviously, and then through that I have this huge international community of other artists working in the diaspora and these same ideas about what it means to be working right now in like the Arab diaspora. And what are the platforms that we can actually connect with each other and connect to the world around us in whatever city that is and you know you see when you see that there's um sort of a gap in the field uh like i don't know it's it's in my nature to want to manage it Mm. fill it and like fill it with the right people doing awesome things and like
0: crucial things Mm. so and when you start tapping into a gap in the i don't want to say the market but yeah market market market, yeah. yeah um what are the steps that you basically you start finding a way by yourself or you start finding collaborators that means like do you do that individually or is that that you feel like you need somebody to do that with you that's a really good question um i think creatively so when i think of
1: myself as a uh person who works in music and dance, you know, the collaborators, uh, I've always worked with collaborators, always, always. Um, and only in the last three years have I sort of embarked on a solo, um, career, solo, um, project mm-hmm. specifically, um, called Lime Ricky International. Mm-hmm. So Lime Ricky is a character that, uh, works in, performance, experimental performance, experimental sound and voice, and can straddle industries, can straddle dance, experimental performance, music, um, also like scholarly pursuits. I do some writing as Lime as well and use it as a way to connect. So, um, so with that project, or like to understand like what the gap was in my own, like micro for lack of a better word, uh, that you might market, you know, like, I knew that that's what I needed to do next. Um, That was a gap in my field, in my personal brain field, like, oh, I want to, I have these things to say, and the best way to say it is a solo project. Mm -hmm. On the flip, um, Temescal Arts Center um, in Oakland, which is the venue Um, is completely one thousand percent dependent on its community and so to understand what the decisions I should make for TAC to make it really relevant within the city and relevant within the field um, I listen so it's a lot of collaborative um, conversations and collaborative projects that uh, allow me to understand what my immediate community needs or what communities aren't being reached or who also is attracted to the space Mm. that will thrive there because they already have some sort of identity um, connection to it, Mm. some chemistry you know so I think I would say that my collaborators help direct how I angle my decisions collaborators as a as sort of a synonymous with community. Mm.
0: So. It's more as in... Um, it's, it's very intimidating to start something by yourself, and I think it's especially... Well, it, I don't want to really generalize males and females, but it's, there's power in groups and communities, especially when it comes to female projects, that you fuel off... Your collaborators and the, the community that you work with, rather than putting yourself out there, because necessarily we're not depending on the culture, of course, but you are not taught to be in the limelight. It's like the bossy behavior is not um, preferred, yeah. <laughs> of the lack of better words. Sure. But do you think? Do you have you seen that that it actually like makes it easier for you to start a project when you have collaborators around you, or that it makes it less intimidating, or I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't say easy but you know what I mean
1: sure Um, I mean it's actually sort of in my nature to um, fight for my place Mm -hmm. and and actually to lead Um, so even artistically when I'm working with collaborators it's always clear that there's a, a lead And that's me (laughs) and i'm comfortable in that role i really don't have any um sort of self-doubt around leadership um it's not that i don't run into challenges or roadblocks or people who kind of question my sort of self-anointed leadership but everything i've done has been um self-initiated you know like as an artist everything literally everything I've done is self-initiated so I don't need um, it's not that I need collaborators in order to start it's more like I start and then I really actually I think one of my uh, skills or talents or intuition you know Uh, gold stars are um, that I know who the awesome collaborators will be for each specific project that I'm embarking on so I trust my instincts that way and I'm like hey you 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 let's get together and do this and it just snaps Um, so I think that for sure I operate with the like cohort and the power of a cohort the power of like the people around me, um, working with me, but also my skill as a leader is to understand who should be working with me so that it's the most powerful group, um, possible to make things happen. And, um, and also otherwise too, it's lonely. Like who wants to just wander around and do things by yourself all the time? I end up doing that a lot cause I'm so mobile, but, um, you know, I like to work with people So,
0: and it's funny, I had this conversation the other day about the the words that different people use to describe what they do, and I think it's very nice that, like, just as as you said, that you, um, that these are your talents and your skills and your strengths, and in a sentence that was like an example of what you were explaining, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. um, and explaining that like that you have self-confidence is prevalent by just saying that oh yeah (laughs) it's a very it was a very very long comment like explanation of something that's very 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 simple um but where do you think that comes from do you think that it's something that you're born with or something that has developed like throughout the years or something that you actually really worked to gain oh i definitely think it's something i fought for for sure so I
1: started out um, in the field of dance. It was my primary field. It's still kind of, sort of, my primary field. And um, so two things come to mind. One is that uh, in dance, um, there's this sort of hierarchy between a dancer is um, works for a choreographer. A choreographer may or may not work for a director. There's this like sort of who is uh, on the top of the chain in in terms of um, control and expression. Um, So I never, I didn't come up and dance that way. I I started dance late, late meaning like 15. So that's very, very late for dance, you know. But I entered dance because I already knew that I wanted to say something through my body and so i always operated outside of this i am training and dance in order to be a dancer with some for somebody else's vision i started da- dancing because i had something to say for myself um but even having said that it, it's it's actually very tied into somatics it's very tied into a mind body realization so as i um knew more about my body knew more about um uh, literally just the functionality of the moving body as well as the expression and poetry of the moving body that directly translates into knowing your functional self like in society and knowing your poetic self in society which directly translates into power. It directly translates into confidence because I I know exactly how my fingers move. I know how my knees move. I know how my spine can articulate itself. And therefore, I also know how to walk down the street. And therefore, I also know how to walk into a room. And there's there's something very, very direct about um, knowing your body as a way of knowing what you're capable of. So I would say that as my um, physical expressionistic dance self, dance body self came into being, my confidence came into being. Um, I mean that still took a long time, we're talking decades, (laughs) But, um, but it was happening as I was moving. Um, and I mean that both in the dance sense of the word and in the um, sort of functional, entrepreneurial sense of the word. Like it, my confidence built as I kept moving, as I kept doing things. Like, oh, I want to start, I want to do my own work. How do I do that? Well, I make work. <laughs> oh, I need funding. How do I do that? Well, I find funding, you know. So it's, it was, it's a very, like, forward-pushing practice from the start. I think all artists go through this and it's just a matter of then like what you're interested in having a capacity for so a lot of people don't want to do all the arts management they don't want to do all the production or the curation they just want to dance or whatever but I actually really like to be on all sides of the coin Um, I think there's power in that as well Uh, I find often that I don't have the metaphoric stages that I want to have available to me so I have to create those stages so I just learned how to create stages
0: <laughs> and how was it when you like especially I think starting like at 15 yeah like you said it's late for dance and it's such a competitive field Yeah. and that must have also kind of I'm very broadly like saying this but toughened you up ish how do you see that as um what is the influence of that, of where you are now? Uh, yeah,
1: that's fabulous. Um, it did toughen me up quite a bit because, um, you know, the, I think all fields are so cutting cutthroat, but, um, dance is particularly hard because it deals with the ego in, in very specific ways. It deals with your physical body as well as your emotional body, um, and your psychological self. And so, um, I threw myself to the wolves. I was like, I knew I was late to the party. And I just jumped right into to the pool. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to be the center of this party. Here we go. Um, and so I had, I did have to learn how to forge ahead, even if things felt stuck or felt bad or felt like not enough or and that like I learn how to humble yourself or to get over yourself enough to learn Um, or that was at least my take on it and you know of course um, I also had to do a lot of convincing not of myself but convincing of my family or convincing of the people around me that I have I was like wait I have something to say. I don't know how to say it yet, because I'm still new at this. But I do have something to say, and this is how I'm going to say it, and I just need to figure out how to speak. You know, just hold on. I got this. And so um, I guess actually in that moment it comes to a certain amount of faith. Um, And I say that in a very personal way, like not faith in a religious way, but like faith that... My instincts are on point, you know, and I think that part I was born with, I have to say. I don't, I mean, it's gotten, I've, been, I've gotten clear about that. I would never have been able to articulate that to you 10 years ago, but I think that my my faith that my instincts will lead me to the places I need to go has been, like, allowed me to take leaps of faith. So um, I take leaps of faith on an hourly basis sometimes. Like sometimes That's like when I wake up and I see like 67 emails and I have like three rehearsals and a bunch of meetings. I'm like, here we go. And how we're going to handle this day is a leap of faith, you know. Like when I get to the end of it, the next door will show itself. I am a total nomad um, because I... I have this craving to meet more people and to know about the world by being in the world and so you know the whole start of my career was in Oakland California and at some point I understood what was happening on the ground in my general communities in Oakland and I have this um, insatiable curiosity about what this weird underground art world uh, feels like in other cities, um, mostly international, so it was like international craving. Um, and so, set intentions to um, like how to collaborate with people in different cities, how to um, feel how it feels to live in other cities has given me such um, skills and um, like understanding of how we are all very similar, and also how we are excruciatingly uh, different as well. Not excruciatingly, it's like kind of a wrong word, but um, uniquely and special. Um, Like each different city, how it generates subtly different aesthetics, and um, different connection to ego, and different connection to endurance, and a different connection to work and ethics, and values, and all these things play out in the collaborative process. Um, so I've, I've kind of made a, a lifestyle out of a nomadic existence so that I can um, be in Oakland and do sort of my root programming and I can be in New York City where we are now and I can like forge ahead with the Arab AMP program and forge ahead with Lime Ricky International and I can be in Detroit where my family is and where I have collaborators and I can still stay invested in what I consider a hometown and I can travel to the Middle East and learn more about my culture and operate with dancers and musicians in Beirut and in uh, Palestine and um, and then travel all over Europe and figure out like where those influences intersect with the ones I already know. And I would find it almost impossible to do those things Through a series of one-week visits like I really need to be in the space and be living in these cities for certain stretches of time in order to feel them in my bones so then it goes back to the body like I really need to feel what life is like in multiple cities in order to understand how the world is operating
0: I don't know (laughs) yeah because it's very um I've considered a lot like the last week of the energy like of course environment is everything like it's either the people that are in it or just the general energy that surrounds a city or a place. Because people feed off different things. Um, I notice that here that I've become much more, even in a very short amount of period of time, but like I'm more curious and more alert. Because I'm here because everybody else is extremely um, motivated. And yeah, they're just pretty much going for it like they, it may be like a bigger plan or different like reasons why they're doing that but it's um, they have a drive mm-hmm. a drive that some cities don't have and uh, what is it for you? Is it more the, the place where you are or is it the people that surround it that kind of gives you that extra energy? Mm. Do you mean here in New York? Or just, in general, just in general because you change places like, or yeah. you just visit different places all the time Yeah, I think
1: um, for sure it's the people That I surround myself with, Um, but it's through those people that I understand the place. You know, if I' uh, hanging out in Berlin for long stretches, and I see how the musicians live there, and how many of them have quote day jobs in addition to their artwork, or how many people are, um, how many uh, gigs they do a day, how often do they practice, what do they, how do they like feel about their lives and like I'm interacting with them in their lives and and then aesthetically all of that plays out aesthetically like how much patience do they have when they're playing their instrument or improvising like what are their choices um in improvisation or in like the creative process so yeah interacting with people is what kind of tells me about the pace of the place the intensity of the place and how kind of Uh, balls to the wall, you have to be there in order to make something happen, Um, so it does self-select, right, it self-selects a bit, but um, also the nature of what brings me to the city is always a project, right, so that project creates the framework for which I understand the city.
0: And your social circle, does it consist of people that work in the same field as you, and is that, if so, does it happen by chance, or Due to an actual decision that you make. Ah, uh, I would say my social
1: circle is absolutely ninety-nine uh, percent made up of people in my w- art world. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think there's just a commonality, like a freedom of thinking, that uh, attracts us to one another. So even if they're not um, like immediate collaborators, if I feel like people. And they might not be artists, but people who have the sort of, like, art mind um, are often, like, they kind of, it kind of shakes down that I'm always talking to people with this uh, sort of free-spirited and free-thinking, forward-thinking, forward-spirited uh, in a way that, like, those are the people who understand the way I operate in the world and their lives... Are likewise how I understand how people thrive in the world. And so, yeah, I tend to hang out with
0: people like me. Mm. Yeah, which, which means, like, which just makes complete sense. Yeah,
1: it does. It does. Maybe it's so, um, I don't know. Actually, I've never thought of it that way. And I should probably hang out with a few extra folks in there, <laughs> I throw in a few extra folks who aren't totally in my industry. Um, But, you know, actually, though, time is of the essence. And, you know, we don't have very much time to do anything but work. So work becomes play, and play is work, and life, and, like, your life choices, like, how you spend your time, like, crosses over. Like, my social sphere is my work sphere, um, and is my love sphere, and is my dreaming sphere, and all those things. So, like, I don't really... Have the time or wherewithal to search out things that aren't feeding that. But you know what? You know how I I, um, sort of uh, interact with the world not of this essence is through like watching the news, (laughs) hearing stories about things happening. Uh, in other communities, that are, you know, mind-boggling to
0: me. It's because um, spending time with people that work in your same field um, it can be a blessing and a curse because obviously it will. These people are um, are humans that understand the process, the thought process that you're going through, and you have similar ideas with, you have similar values. Yeah. But in the same time, it must be also very it can be very taxing because there is some sort of a competition going on well not maybe direct but like ish and it it does i think with age it gets better to appreciate other people's success and not take it as something that is away from you but i think as we're humans it's still prevalent and if your social circle is mainly consisting of people that are in the artistic world does that ever to you or are these things that you think of Uh, yes
1: I mean they are things that I think of quite a bit actually but the relationships that emerge as um, competitive or taxing for those reasons that you just discussed um, I don't invest much time into those outside of the work field so the people that I actually kick back with and you know spend time with um that are you know when I want to turn off my phone and shut down the computer and just like talk about life and or just talk about nothing those people for me um are we we've risen above those places of competition or always recording like what are you doing what are you doing how am I doing compared to what you are doing all those things like I actually have very low tolerance for that so I tend to sideline those folks pretty quickly not that I don't work with them I plenty of people I work with we have to operate with some sort of um, I wouldn't say competition but some sort of edge so that we stay pushing each other Um, but those aren't the people I want to really kick back with at the end of the day so I do have a a small circle of really precious friends that we just really honor what each other does we encourage each other and we can also talk about silly things and not work related things and um and just be sources of comfort yeah
0: no, is it because you obviously you've been to different places like or you go to different places all the time and you meet a lot of different women in c- countries areas that vary from each other do you talk about work in a more deeper way or is it just like so what do you do what is your project or does it go deeper into passion want career money these kind of main aspects of uh, of a job yeah absolutely uh, we drop in on a different
1: level especially uh, the colleagues of mine and the peers of mine that are women like we absolutely go into um, what we have to fight for that's different than what men have to fight for in terms of like placement or visibility or listening like, people, like are people listening to us do, are, do we actually end up being more of the workhorse uh, behind certain projects or certain institutions. Like, I think women are in the arts are running shit. i like, state that differently. We are running everything. <laughs> so, um, I mean, men tend to have the actual uh, job titles that are on the top of the list, but the work is done by women think across the board practically and um, this conversation is an international one you know we I've talked about the the placement of women in the workforce and how um, uh, how invaluable we are and how we um, take more risks and work harder and what we want out of it and what our dreams are and how it conflicts with the our social standing and our availability and sort of like all the things having to do with relationships and, and such like we're just held to a different generally speaking still held to a different standard than men are and I think this conversation exists St. Petersburg and Amsterdam and Berlin and Finland and everywhere in, in the Middle East and throughout the States. It's, it, I have these conversations on multiple continents. And um, it's it's encouraging, actually, to uh, get eye to eye with, uh, like, my counterpart. One of my best friends is in Amsterdam and who just run like, she also is a curator and an artist and a collaborator and a visionary and makes everything happen and if you need something to have happen in that city you go to her and it it happens and so like we were often talking about um, sort of our like what do we say from from unlocking the door to taking out the trash at the end of the night. Uh, unlocking the door in the morning to taking out the trash at the night. like We actually am producing the entire thing that happens in between. Um, how to level up. Like Actually, the main conversation right now, at least at my age, is like, how do we level up? So we, we've shown our work capacity. We've shown our effectiveness. We've shown our vision. We actually now need some... The mechanism to level up both financially and in power and in uh, mobility and in you know we want our projects to manifest with more impact. So how do we get the resources and the standing that we need in order to feel like we've we are moving forward and not just repeating ourselves? This is like the big question
0: and the million dollar question and the answer to the answer that is. <laughs> well
1: I don't have the million dollar answer I wish I did all I know is that I think um, to come full circle what we were saying in the beginning is like to recognize the gaps not only in, in like the industry but recognize the gaps in what you're not getting and how to get them for yourself and not um, and how to um, ask to uh, ask for them Actually, I think one thing that women don't do readily in the same way that men generally do, just to be, like, binary about it, is um, ask for what they need. So start asking. And and through that process, like, articulating what you need and through the articulation of what you need, you can summon it,
0: you know. And is that i don't want to say road to success like what do you think what is success for you um very big question but so.
1: it's it's kind of a it's a beautiful question because i think success has a lot to do with um manifesting honestly like when i think about um like having the the dream of like if i just think about um like, Lime Ricky International, and that's my solo app project. And, like, when do I feel successful as her or successful in that project or in that place? I think, um, like, it starts with a, oh, if only I could, out of fill in the blank, have this enough time in space develop this evening length project that I have in my heart and in my mind I just need the time to create it and then uh, somebody to produce it and so then when the time is being granted to me and a producer comes forward and says I want to produce it then that's like the manifestation right of the dream and so that is to me success so you know maybe there's money involved in that dream maybe not maybe it's all about Just putting the work from the inside of you to the outside of you. Um, And that has to do with my curatorial projects as well. Like I have the idea inside of me. I need to see it actually manifest outside of me. And once that is complete and I know what needs to happen next, then that's success
0: is there something specific that you're trying to manifest at this moment uh-huh. or in the future um, well Limerick is going very well I actually have a two month residency <laughs> in Finland and I'm
1: going to premiere new work at the Everyone's Arts Centre here in Long- uh, the um, East side so like that I manifest, I'm manifesting that <laughs> next that's great but um, the project that is uh, just starting to uh, sort of like get seep out of my pores, right? is um, Arab Amp. So that's the um, platform for Arab experimentalists in um, and that is launching literally launching in August. So I've just been literally yanking it from the inside of me to the outside of me for the last few weeks. It's been but it's been about a It's um, closed, uh, okay? Ah okay. Yeah, it a lock Okay, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just to say Arab Amp as a platform um, that will eventually operate nationally and internationally. Like, So we have a national um, program for our first season, but I'd like to have an international program and a touring program as part of it. Um, this is like a multi-year plan, but I am just pulling out the inaugural season slowly, and this is, uh, this is the next, this is the next thing. Yeah, yeah. gotta love a multi-year plan, oh, the multi-year best. multi-year plan! <laughs> They're all multi-year plans now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, thank you so much. <laughs>